Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. Your host, Sal Interdonato here with co-host Steve Anderson, and we have Seth Mendelson from Black Knight Nation. We're going to recap Wake For- the Wake Forest game, a 45-10 loss by the Black Knights. Uh, really rough game for Army. Uh, but first, let's uh, thank our sponsor, Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer, and he was on the Black Knight Nation podcast a while back. Check our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is rising. We got about 525 subscribers right now. Um, trying to get to 1,000. So, guys, uh, please uh, like our, our um, YouTube channel. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that thumbs up really helps get our get the word out there. We're going to have a couple more guests down the road here. I know Steve is working on a couple people. I'm working on a couple people. Man, um, we've had some good ones lately. Uh-huh. So, um, Steve, the one with the Nate Sassaman ones uh-huh. were great. Troy Lindley was great. Um, Jody Glore was great. Um, so we've been rolling there. Uh, thanks everybody for your support. And uh, I guess we're gonna get started here. Um, yeah, it's uh, Sal. It's been some great uh-huh. guests. Um, not so much, not so great recaps. That's for sure. It's been rough, man. So one and four now after 45-10. And now going into this game, right, Army's a heavy underdog, right? And you're like, it's going to be – you're going to have to play near perfect to beat the Demon Deacons, right? You're going to have to be on point offensively, defensively, special teams. And, you know, I guess we get accustomed in the past, Steve, when they – and Seth, when they're playing these bigger Power 5 schools, right? Last year, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. they stay in the game. Oklahoma, Michigan, going to overtime. Ohio State, you know, try to put up a fight there. I mean, after the first drive here and the turnover, it was rough. It was yeah. very rough. And, you know, man, I don't know. that, that, that Yeah, first um, time think- I, Go ahead, I, I saw I, – I was, you know, uh, f- frankly, I, I didn't think we had a shot after that. Um, I, I, I thought the, the heart went out of the team. The heart went out of uh, me, that's for sure. Uh, this was one of the rough. Steve and I were just talking beforehand. This is, he said, one of the roughest games he's dealt with, and I agree. Um, I didn't expect us to win, uh, but I expected us to play better. Um, I agree with you. We've been in, we've been in games against Wisconsin, against Michigan, against Oklahoma. Even Ohio State game was uh, was better than this. Um, a lot of problems, a lot of issues. I mean, has it, concern for. I think the, um, I think the, you know. The biggest thing is we have we've been so accustomed under Munkin to seeing, you know, execution and and like limited mistakes and limited penalties, um, just a very disciplined uh, team. And this year, it's just been one of those years where, you know, these guys aren't that um, and, and, you know, no one's going to ever doubt their work ethic, their effort. They're, you know, I know those guys are grinding and I know, you know, they, they feel it way more than we do as far as, you know, the, you know, just the, the frustration and, you know, that they can play better. So, uh, but I, I'm with you, Seth, after that, after that fumble, I felt like it was just like a, a real solid uppercut to the gut and um, just couldn't, couldn't bounce back. Yeah, Wake Forest's offense, right? I mean, it, and they used the running game a lot in the first half, right? Uh, Sam Hartman didn't so much uh, hurt Army. And, you know, I was going through the game, and I didn't see Jabari Moore out there for Army. I don't think he played in this game. So you, you, your top corner's out. You got a freshman corner in Donovan uh, Platt in. And Donovan has gotten his snaps in this season, and he's going to be a, a – Probably he's going to be a pretty good cornerback, but to put him in that situation, I mean, Army had a kind of not bend, don't break defense, Steve, but they weren't going to give up the big play, right? So I guess they're playing what? They've got to be playing more zone than man, right, in that situation. And so what's Wake Forest going to do? They're going to do that delayed mesh or whatever you want to call it, RPO style, and they're going to – Sam Hartman's going to tuck it in and wait as, as long as possible. And, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to gash you with the run. Yeah, it was that that I was watching with a couple of buddies I played football with at the house and um that delayed meshes that you know I was just talking about as a linebacker perspective how you know it, it can't that can't be your read. It's got to be a lineman, it's got to be a tight end, it's got to be a receiver like you've got to now change the keys of of what you're used to when you have RPO kind of keys 
um, to fill those, to fill those gaps, fill the, um, you know, where you, where you fit, fill those fits. Uh, so it's, it's, it's definitely difficult, but man, that, that running back for Wake Forest, like he's the real deal. He'll be playing on Sundays. Most likely, uh, we know the quarterback's going to, you know, he, he was, he was playing great. Uh, they're a great team. They're a great team. Uh, and I was, you know, um, I, I listened to coach Munkin and how, um, you know, they, Wake Forest had a new defensive coordinator this year and how they came out in, in a completely different way that they thought they were going to play them and they anticipated it, but um, still very, um, you know, I'm sure the offense was expecting one thing and, uh, you know, the Demon Deacons went into something else. So kind of interesting to hear Coach Munkin talk about that. I'd like, I like to make the argument that this might have been um, the best team we've played among all the great teams that we've lost to, but in close games. I mean, this is a team that lost to Clemson double overtime, looking at it right here, 51-45. They beat a very good Florida State team by by 10. Um, you know, their other teams are nothing special. Actually, they, they beat Liberty by one point. There's something a little shocking. Um, but, you know, th this is a really good team. Uh, uh, you know, they got um, their, their, their offensive coordinator went up to Syracuse. He's now at Syracuse, I believe. Um, and, you know, and so hopefully, you know, I'm a Syracuse fan, a graduate, so I root for them too. Uh, Army and Syracuse are my two teams. And, yes, I root for Army over Syracuse. Um, but um, they, um, you know, they're, they're, they're a very, very good team. Um, they're better and, than last year. You know why they're, they're better than last year? Because they have a defense better. this year. They have a yeah. defense this year. And, the, you know, this quarterback's a great player, and he'll be playing on Sundays, I think. Um, and they got a bunch of guys out there. This is a solid ACC program. And I think, you know, I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? This may be the best team we've played uh, over the last decade. Um, you know, I go back to the Stanford game in 2013. Uh, they were pretty damn good that year. Um, but you know, we gave them a tough game. We I think we lost by you know what a touchdown, or two, more than a touchdown, but less than two. Couple touchdowns, I think. Uh, yeah. That Oklahoma team with Kyler Murray was pretty. That tough. that was it. That was this. That was yeah. probably the other team. But Michigan wasn't as good as this team, in my opinion. Penn State. Yeah, Shea Patterson was their quarterback, so I mean, they were they were beatable. I think, I think, they were beatable that day. Yeah, I I think it's um, I I think this team was definitely their their defense was legit, um, super fast. Yeah. Um, and that always gives Army, you know, it's not the big, it's not the big teams that give Army province, the guys that are just fast, you know, that can outspeed us. Um, and that, that defense was fast. So they were physical yeah. too, right? I mean, after the play, there's a little bit of roughing up and a little bit that's not going to get, it's very thin line there to the, you know, the, some people were complaining about the ACC officials in this game, but the only complaint that I would have maybe is that, Buchanan fumble and ruling it a fumble on the field because there was a conference for a good couple minutes by the officials before they even ruled anything. I don't think they ruled anything immediately on that play. And then all of a sudden it was a fumble. And then you go to the review and there's not conclusive evidence to, to, to do anything with it. So the play has to call has to the, the play has to stand on the field. And yeah, if there's know, no, I mean, and that, that's my thing. If there's no beanbag thrown, then he's down. Like you have to call them down. They, they didn't call Steve. Did, were, did I see miss something? They didn't call anything for a while. They got into their conference. No, no, no. Sudden, you're right. I didn't see. Well, usually, you know, when, when anybody fumbles, right? You you throw the you throw the blue bean bag or whatever the black bean bag, and um, you know that's kind of like determining, right? That's making the call on the field that it's a fumble. If that's if there's no bean bag, then. Uh, but that's just I'm kind of biased. I don't I I I was shocked when I saw it. I was I wasn't listening to it. I was just watching it because uh, we were just having conversations and stuff. And I was shocked when uh, they came back and it was Wake Forest's ball. And I was like, what the crap? Yeah. And I, I mean, that, let me talk about it. And Steve Kripe's here now to discuss um, from Cardinals count on the kickoff to discuss the, the 45 10 loss. Uh, we talked about it earlier. I mean, that's just a punch in the gut. I mean, you, you, everything's rolling. You had that nice pass to uh, Tyrell Robinson that kind of changed the field for you. You're getting the offense kind of going, and you got Wake Forest maybe a little bit off their feet to start the game. And who knows if they score a touchdown, is the outcome different? Who knows? But it certainly gives Army a, a good feeling, right? It certainly gives their offense. Maybe they play more 
confidently in the game. I mean, I don't know. It just it's the same thing, guys. It's it's the uh, penalties. It's the um, turnovers. It's the missed assignments. And when you're in week five and you're in game five of the season, you know you fig- you got to figure out some of this stuff out. I would think by now, and it just hasn't. You know, it just they haven't put to get put it all together. And Steve, what real quick, Steve Crybaby, your 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 kind of thoughts on generally on the game. Yeah, I, you know, I think it gets back to um, the Munkin always says we can't beat ourselves. Um, and, it, you know, this was another classic case, you know, as you guys were just talking about that opening drive. Um, things are looking good. And, and, and who knows? And, you know, and Steve could speak to it a lot better than I could. But oftentimes it's that one play. It's that one series that gets the guys thinking, yeah, we can do that. And, and who knows if we would put it in the end zone. But but still, you know, the, the penalties, the turnovers, um, you know, it, I think of, of uh, Wake Forest's third possession. You know, uh, we get them to turn it over on downs. We've got it. And what do we do? You know, it was a three and out, and it, the, the real game turner was a false start penalty. Um, so it's those kind of things right there that, you know, uh, we've got to play nearly flawless uh, football, especially when, you know, Wake Forest. No turnovers, one penalty for five yards. When a team of that ability and talent does that, and and, and we have a couple of missteps, man, it, it's just guys, it's tough to overcome. Did you guys hear Coach Munkin talk about um, what those early penalties were? Yeah, well, he said in the press conference last night that apparently the defense signals on the line, how they were shifting their line, were pretty close to what Army signals were. And yeah. so after the first two false start penalties, Munkin talked to the officials and asked them um, if they could change their defensive line signals or something to that effect. He said that Wake Forest changed their signals after that. Um, but then there was another false start penalty that, on the drive that Steve was talking about too. So I don't know if that played a role, still played a role in it. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a. I just thought that was kind of a boss move that Munkin could get another team to change their well, change their call. Some... They, they probably were like, "Hey, it's unsportsmanlike, you know, don't do that." Um, well, him and Dave Clawson go way back. They were assistants at Buffalo in uh, 1992, I believe. They're one of their first assistant coaching jobs. Yeah, yeah Buffalo. So it's probably sportsmanship there, you know, by by Wake Forest, and you know. Um, but those those penalties are going to hurt. They're going to put you off schedule, and then you got to throw the ball. And you know what? I was thinking that you know, Tyre Tyler had to throw a little bit more than he they probably wanted them to in this game. But he doesn't have a chance sometimes. I mean, he, he you have no time to throw, so you got to scramble. And if you don't get to the outside, you're going to get sacked. I mean, I think they lost a they lost a ton of yards on sacks in this game, and there goes set you back more off schedule. And um, I thought Tyre Tyler, for the most part, I mean, I don't think he I, – I think he played okay. You know, I think he played all right. It's just like – but what, what they're up against is you have to play perfect. And all right or okay against Wake Forest just, unfortunately, doesn't get the job done. Well, that's exactly it. You got to play perfect. You know, in previous big games, we we played much better than this. We, we didn't today uh, – yesterday. And um, – you know, it, it, it shows, um, you know, I'd like to start. When did Wake Forest start putting its uh, second and third teams in there? Um, uh, 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 probably 38, 35, 38, nothing. Yeah. Probably in the third quarter. Probably in third oh, quarter. They could have scored more. I think there's some level of respect yeah. um, as there are for the uh, for the other academies. And I think West Point probably has a little bit more of it. Um, and, you know, that kept the score from giving it being worse you know this was not this did not come at a good time for army i mean i wish we would have played these guys either earlier or, or later but uh having yeah. them at the point of the, of the season um you know it, it's you know we got you know fortunately of colgate and that should be a win um but uh you know it, it just didn't come at a good time because it's a morale killer uh when we need some we need something good to happen but that's football you know you got to play these teams once in a while and we played a team that, as I said before, is a top team. This is this is a, what are they ranked? Twelve or thirteen? I think this. Week? Well, they're they're fifteen um, yesterday, and they probably they had to go up. I, I meant right. to check the rankings today. They're, I forgot to check. Well, but they have their tough games. The only tough game they have left really uh, is is Syracuse, and that's who knows? Syracuse. Game. That's not a tough game. So. Right. 
Who knows if Syracuse is any good? I don't think they are. So, I mean, they played their tough games. They played their Clemson and 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 Florida State, and yeah. I don't. They play in the other division, other other part of the ACC. This is a good team, you know. And we didn't play. We weren't. I don't want to say we weren't prepared, but we didn't play the game we needed to play. Like you guys were all saying, uh, we needed to play to be competitive in the game. And you know, mistakes. You can't make those mistakes. We didn't make those mistakes against Michigan. You know, we yeah. didn't. We didn't make. Yeah, it. And I think there's even some players that are taking a step back. You know, you, I, you know, before the show started here, you know, I, uh, Sal, you made the comment about Ballard. Uh, Ballard, I thought, took a step back. I mean, l- yeah. literally and figuratively, I lost track of the number of the passes that he threw off his back foot. He's throwing you know, too much off his back. You can't, you know, you can't make His happen. mechanics are pretty solid, and his mechanics were just not there this game. And I don't know if it's injury or, 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 or what's going on, but, yeah, he's not throwing it like he used to. Well, games now since he's thrown the ball. I mean, the last two games, you know, they didn't throw the ball at all against uh, Villanova. And last week, you know, they didn't throw the ball enough. He, he didn't have that many passes. I think what had seven or eight. One of uh, seven. One yeah. of seven against George. Right, I mean, so, you know, you, you got to keep these guys going. And uh, we talked about this last week about how, well, I guess maybe two weeks ago, how we didn't pass the ball against Villanova. We should have been doing it. You know, we should have been, uh, you know, yeah. it, it's important to keep these guys loose and uh, in the game. And nothing beats game time experience. We all know that. Here's the thing: that Villanova game was a culture builder building win, right? It shouldn't have been a culture building win. Yeah, it just shouldn't have been. You should have been able to do whatever kind of. You should have been able to, you know, throw more than once in that game. You should have maybe got the offense a little bit more reps. Here's a stat I figured out tonight, guys. You know, I was so Army scored ten points in this game, right? And they only they scored through the air. They didn't score on the ground. So it's the first time they haven't scored a rushing touchdown in a game in 26 games. The last time they didn't score a rushing touchdown in a game was Cincinnati in the COVID year 2020. They had uh, Jabari Moore pick up the scoop and score fumble, and they scored 10 points in that game against a really good Cincinnati team. Um, 26 games, um, and now they didn't didn't get the ball in the end zone on the ground in this game. And, you know, if they're not going to do that, in a game like this, it, it's definitely not going to go right. Uh, go right for them, um, Steve. From a defensive standpoint, you know when you're facing a team like Wake Forest, who's going to play. I mean, they're another level than Georgia State, right? Georgia State played fast, but Wake Forest is a different, uh, different athletes and all that stuff. I mean, it's really kind of when they get going, it's really hard to stop the bleeding and the momentum. And I mean, you have to. It seemed like. Army made a play here and a play there, but I mean, they were just too good. Yeah, I I think it was a you know, and I, again, I I'm, I just from my experience, and I, personally, I used to do this uh, sometimes and have to be reeled back in. Um, when you get down by two scores, um, and then you get down by three scores, you start thinking, I got to do something special. Um, we got to we got we got we got to get momentum back. We got to figure out something to do um, to you know stop the bleeding, right? And um, that can get guys out of that can get guys out of position. That can get guys you know overextending, um, setting up um, creases, um, <laughs> and just it, it can create more problems than 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 um, it can fix. So um, I'm not saying that I saw that. It just for how well that offense runs, um, I mean that 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 is how if we want a chance to beat those, that's how we have to run our offense, right? No mistakes. Everybody's cool, calm, and collected. Everybody's running the offensive scheme, and everybody's where they're supposed to be. Um, you know, ninety-five percent of the time. I mean, just watching that offense was, you know, I can't stand. The the extended, <laughs> the extended yeah, it is it is a problem, and you know I think they do. You know, I don't know if any other team does it as long as I mean I literally watched it in there for like three to four seconds as the quarterback was like inching closer to the line, and then he pull it and then just do a quick step. Um, yeah. and it's just, that's just very tough, and um, it's a very you know I'm not going to call it sophisticated, but it. It makes the linebackers and, you know, if you have a safety up or, um, you know, those guys that fill out of the, the defensive backfield, um, it's tough on them. So it's 
but yeah, it's it's definitely that was the one of the hardest army games I've ever watched. Now I've been a part, and I was telling Seth this earlier. I've been a part of some, you know, thirty-four nothing against Navy. Uh, I've been again. I've been a part of some bad ones, but to actually watch as a fan, um, that was one of the hardest games to watch as a fan. Just, I mean, they. Yeah, there was no answer offensively or defensively. When you have, when you have, you know, and I don't know if, if, if you know, Ballard was trying to do this, but that pass where he just threw it up and it was not near anybody and it was on his back foot and he just, you know, you know, pick, it was just kind of like, you're just doing too much, man. Like live to play the next down. Yeah, and I think that in that situation, there's 15 seconds left in the half, right? You're, you're kind of moving into the red zone. You can, Hey, you get a score, maybe you feel good about yourself going into the halftime. Whether it's a field goal, three or seven points, right? Now, I was wrong. I thought Army had two timeouts when they got the ball, right? I mean, when they when he hiked the ball, but they had that one. But um, James from As for Football put a good tweet out: get to the line of scrimmage and clock the ball. There's no there's no reason to rush into a into a play in that situation. Really, it's first down. You can clock the ball and get settled a little bit. The play seemed a little bit rushed. I mean, you're in the you're in the one minute or two minute right during that play. So uh, during that situation, so the play's a little rushed. But spike the ball, or I don't know if you have to use your last timeout with 15 seconds left, then so be it. You didn't get any so, points anyway. You didn't get any points anyway. Common, is this the common theme we're hearing? Uh, last week we sat at the press conference after Georgia State, and Munkin said, "You know, hey, uh, this is on me. This was my fault. I didn't have him prepared. I made some mistakes." Him being him and his uh, his coaches, I assume. Um, but are we hearing this a lot this year? That you know that that we're making mistakes. That we that you know, the team is making mistakes that they shouldn't be making, and it might be a, a combination of the team making mistakes and the coaches putting them in a situation to make those mistakes. Uh, I don't remember this happening as much in the past. Uh, you know, we've had a couple of good years. And, and I, I, I feel that they're, they're not prepared for each team, with the exception of Villanova, for each team they face so far. I don't like to, I don't like to make those kind of uh, assessments because I'm at practice, right? When I was at practice every day and I was a beat writer, then maybe I could say, hey, you know, but, you know, I'm not there. We're not there. So I, I can't really make no. that assessment, Seth. And, you know, they may not – yeah, um, against Georgia State. They didn't look ready in that game, right? Georgia State looked like it had more uh, more excitement. They were just more fired up to play. Um, that was that was apparent in that in that game. Like, I can't – when you're facing a good team like Wake Forest, I mean, yeah, you got to be ready to go, right? And the offense seemed ready to go to start the game. Like, they marched down the field, and then there was the turnover. And in the defense, I mean, it's almost like good luck with the defense. I mean, I, mean guys- I, I know, I know, we can go back and forth on this, and I know the coaches will always take the blame. But I mean, I understand there's a personality difference with year to year. But these coaches, you know, they've been working together for quite a while. At least the core group have been working together for a while. To to say there's this many games where they're taking on the brunt of it and saying, "Yeah, we didn't have these guys prepared enough." I understand that there's personalities, right? So, like, what worked last year with that group doesn't work this year with this group or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, look, man, they, the seniors better start looking at each other and figure out what kind of year they want to have. Cause they're running out of time. They're running, they're, out, of time. They're running out of time. And, look, I was fortunate to be a senior class that had a win, you know, we a winning record, and we ended on a win. Um, but I was a part of three teams before that. Where we where we weren't, we didn't have that, and I saw what it did to those seniors. And I know those guys have experienced success, you know, in their, you know. But look, man, it's tough going out as a football player as a loser um, and, and losing your last game, especially if that last game is going to be against Navy. So um, I think it really needs a, you know, let's have the seniors bring the team in, get some accountability, and figure out what kind of season we're going to have from here on out. It's a good week. We can get back in the W column, um, and, and we need some momentum to start. Um, and anything, I you just, know what? I look at that coaching staff, man, and I look at like I know, you know, I I know on like a on a relationship level, Mike Vitti. I know Blake Powers, right? And to to think those guys don't have those guys ready for games. I mean, those guys would suit up in a second. I know they're ready. 
So, um, well, Steve, to your point, the rest of the schedule, we can win every game. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, the, we have a couple of tough teams on there, Air Force, and I'm looking at the schedule here, and Troy, I guess the ones that stand out is the toughest too. You know, Navy had a great win yesterday. Air Force had a oh, yeah. surprise loss. Um, but I, I believe Army can win. Army has a chance of winning every single game left on the schedule. Now, are they going to? I don't think so. But uh, there's a chance that this, this this season can be uh, salvaged. It really can. You know, we're, what are we, one and four now? Um we, we could make a run here. I mean, Colgate is obviously beatable. This Louisiana Monroe, uh, you know, I looked at their schedule last night and who they beat and who they didn't beat. We could win. It's a home game. We should win that game. Air Force is going to be tough. Um, but, you know, Troy's yeah, tough game. Air, Air Force lost to a, 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 what was then Wonderful. a one and four Utah State team. So that may have revealed a chink in their armor. Well, bottom line is right now, Army is, if you're doing the CIC standings and you rank the three teams army's at the bottom right now so they gotta work their way up you know oh, yeah. navy has two wins you know and they beat east carolina and tulsa all right right uh, i mean the uh, conference games for them conference games for them so i mean right now army's still sitting at that one win and could they bounce back yeah i you know talking to people today just you know through you know texts and messages what can change? What, what What's going to change here in game six? You know, do you change the quarterback? Um, do you have somebody else call the plays? Do you um, move around personnel? Do you have – who do you have? The defensive line's all banged up. Who – who who? I mean, where do you go there? You know, do you give some guys like a, a Kamari Copeland a chance to play a little bit more? I don't know. I mean, Jacoby Buchanan banged up. Tyson Riley banged up. Jabari Moore banged up. Uh Bonzu, Hill, Nate Smith, all banged up. We didn't even talk about one of the most important um, maybe effects of this uh, Wake Forest game, Tyrell Robinson's knee injury. That, I mean, it looks pretty, it looked pretty serious, and it looked like the extensive time missed for your biggest playmaker on offense. So where are you going there? Where are you going there? Ijon Marshall, yeah, he led Army in rushing. I was Calling for him to get the ball. Oh, bit, yeah. Right? 48 yards was your leading rusher yesterday. Um, you know, wh- where are you going to go? I mean, Steve, you're right. Step up. There's time, time. There's opportunity for people to step up. And you're going to see what the team's made of, basically. So Yeah, I mean, uh, when, uh, when he got hurt, the way he got hurt, and the time of the game he got hurt, I just was like, man, I just hope, you know, I hope it hurts. You know, it looks worse um, than it really is because he is just—he is, man, he is fantastic. He is a—he is a great ball player. He is a problem for defenses. Um, he has some really, really unique talent, and that is a—that is a blow. Devastating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a blow not just to our depth, but it's a blow to the team. To know that you got to go to the, you know, if we've got to go the rest of the season without, without that guy. Do we know anything yet? Do we know uh, the serious the nature? I don't know. And even if you asked on the Tuesday press conference, you're not going to get an answer. But he, I think he was on crutches um, in the second half. Um, it's not, it's not playing against Colgate. I tell you that much. And well, I mean, mean, I don't know. Uh, it's just a parent knee injury or leg in- injury and we'll s- see what happens, but it's not like something that didn't look like something that could be, I'm surprised Jacoby Buchanan is playing guys to be honest with you right now, because oh, yeah. when he got hurt, I thought he was going to be out for a couple games and he's, he's grinding it. So, I mean, when, when th- that first drive, when he fumbles the ball, I mean, he's trying to get the extra yards. I mean, he's, he, I mean, yeah, it's ball security, and you want to have it 100%, especially in a game like that. But I give Jacoby a lot of credit to be out there because Tyson Riley's out too. So, I mean, yeah, and, I don't know. It's, I mean, and the rumor I heard going into the Georgia State game, he was going to be on the bench and sort of emergency use only kind of thing. Hmm. And uh, when Tyson Riley went in, he had to go. Uh, so yeah. I think they were hoping the Georgia State game would be his recoup. But Buchanan, yeah, he is on that. Now, I will say on on the silver lining side, if I you know I I've been trying to look through this and go, okay, what what's what's the positive? You know, 
Give me a positive. Give me a positive. Yeah, Andre Carter. He was in the mix, and and even though he was number three on the total, you know, tackles and stuff like that, he was visible. His presence was there. Um, he was one that, you know, that they had to get you know account for on that. He was he was in the picture on a majority of the passing plays, and so it was good to see him in the mix. Um, would have loved to seen him get a get a couple of sacks and hopefully get that going. But I thought that was a real plus, just seeing him exerting himself and and uh, the team well, got, respond. He, he should have got credit for one, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I agree. Yeah. That that fourth down play when um, they called a, a incomplete pass, that was definitely a fumble by heart. It didn't matter. Army was going to get the ball anyway. Yeah. That was definitely a fumble. I mean, that wasn't a pass. Yeah. I the um. Yeah, you know, and Seth kind of alluded to it. I mean, this is this is another game where we were giving up 45 points wow. uh, defensively, and um, it could have been could have been more, most likely. Um, Army's not winning a lot of games giving up 45 points, and that's if you're playing Wake Forest or you're playing, you know, Colgate next week. If we give up 45 points, um, yeah. it's gonna be tough to win any game like that, and. Um, you know, I know, I know. You know, Sal likes to Sal likes to focus on the offensive problems, um, and I like to focus on the defensive problems. And we're still the the middle is just it's it's missing the 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 heartbeat. It's missing the pulse. Um, it's missing kind of the you know easy, okay, easy keys, keys reads, keys and reads. Um, and we're young in the middle um, overall, and it's experience it, wise. Experience yeah, wise. Experience yeah. wise. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, it's just it's uh it's tough. It's tough to win when you give up forty five points. And you know, I, I was glad to you know I immediately thought it was an AC joint when I saw the play brought and made. As soon as, as soon as I saw him make the the another one, yeah, yeah. And, and as soon as I saw, um, I remember our free safety had the most ugliest AC joint his senior year um, because it was just, he would just throw his shoulder into people at 185 pounds. And I mean, it was just, it was just ugly. Um, and when they started messing with it, I was glad to see it was an AC joint. Cause I was a little worried. It was a, you know, possible labrum or something the way, the way he kind of hit and turned. Um, but uh, I love watching, you know, it, it's, um, I usually watch the linebackers and D line the front seven, but, Watching 2-0 um, is fun um, on a lot of plays. Yeah, hopefully there'll be some some highlights for this defense, right? I mean, you look at – Steve, you're talking about Andre Carter, right? I mean, I thought Peyton Hampton was – got into a few plays too. Um, I thought he was a little bit more active and was reading the offense a little bit better than he has in the past few games. So maybe that's a plus to um, – Yeah, and, and, and a couple passes defended really well. And, uh, yeah, he was – he was definitely in the mix. It's it's it was good to see him take that next step. Yeah, what Christian uh, J- Jamar was saying. Yeah, I mean, we haven't replaced the the the, the center of the, uh, the. Those guys are potentially some of the best players that ever played that position in yeah. recent Army football history. When you talk about Nolan Cockrell, Eric Smith, and and Seth Cunningham, right? I mean, those guys are multiple year starters. And you know what, Steve, when you were talking about somebody needing to step up in the seniors. I was thinking about last year, right? When you have four captains all on the defensive side, right? And maybe that's just brings a different mi- mindset to the team uh, last year. Uh, it, it, it's a different group this year, you know, have an offensive lineman and a safety as the captains. And that's somewhat conventional, right? To have one guy on offense, one guy on defense. And you thought last year, why, why do they have four defensive captains that can't work out. And they ended up winning nine games, and they had a pretty successful season. I, I, you need more guys than just the captain to step up, right? You need more guys. Yeah, you to... have – there's informal leaders. There's your your sophomore standouts, right? Like, you know, one of our informal leaders was Trent Steelman. Yeah. He was a sophomore quarterback. He was our quarterback. He wasn't a captain, but, like, you listen to Trent when, you know, things needed to run through the offense. Um I, I mean, Christian makes a great point too, though. We are, you know, statistically playing behind this, 
the 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 triple option chains uh, a lot this year, and I don't know I don't know if it's you know you know I, I, the O line regressing. I don't I don't know if if it's if I'd go ahead and go that far as far as it just being a combination of um it, it just it just seems like we don't have the whether it's reads or push or whatever, it just seems like uh, we're settling for, you know, two yards um, or, or whatever. So I don't know. It's, I think uh, it's fullback depth too on offense. I think that really is a factor too. When you have to play a freshman, Hayden Reed has for a freshman playing, um, having to get thrown in there. I mean, he, I think he's doing, doing a fair job. I think he's, he's running the ball hard. He's picking up some blocks when needed. Um, but it's just to ask a freshman fullback to do that is, is really uh, tough. And when you, you know, have two – your top two guys are banged up. You know, Anthony Atkins is not around this year. Um, and, you know, you have guys like him. Markel Johnson's getting some snaps. You wish those snaps would have came a little earlier in the season, but the guys were banged up. Terrell Dixon got into a little bit toward the end of this game. I know they like A.J. Williams, who's a big back, who's battled some injuries, but – the fullback depth is just not there like it was in the past. And when that's your bread and butter and that sets up everything else to a point, you know, you got you to move on to something else, I guess. I, I don't know. I you mean, know, we have to look at this as uh, we're going to beat Colgate. We better beat Colgate. I think the, uh, the, the coaches have to work on the offensive line. They got to push harder. They got to move faster. Um, I, 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 didn't, I haven't liked what I've seen, the way they've been blocking all year, uh, especially the last couple of games. So we got to we got to get healthy, you know. We got to win the Colgate game, obviously, but then we got to get healthy for you know the rest of our schedule. And you know, I'm looking here at uh, Louisiana Monroe. They're two and four. They lost lost a close game to Coastal Carolina um, at home. Um, that, that's not a gimme game. That's not a gimme game. It's not a gimme game. But we have we have uh, to be those games that. are not gimme games anymore. But I think the I think the Colgate game better be a gimme game because they're not good. They're not one of the better teams in the Patriot League, and we you know we should take care of them. So I think we need to spend the next two weeks planning planning for yes, no overlook Colgate, but let's get ready, get get healthy, keep some of our our our, our injured guys out who who might be able to play against Colgate. Let's not play them. Get them healthy for the next serious game, which is uh, Louisiana. Monroe and you know and then of course two weeks we get a break after that we get a week off before we play Air Force so maybe we can get everybody healthy and 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 again I um you know I didn't expect us to win this game I didn't uh, I didn't you know I gave you my score I think 56 13 or something I wasn't that far off they're a better team they're a great team now let's go back to the rest of the schedule where we're not playing great teams all the way through yeah we're just not playing if I could build upon, you know, the comments about the offense, not, you know, and we point to the running backs and those kind of things. I mean, the offensive line is, is talking about beat up right now. Matter of fact, uh, there was even a plebe that got reps on the O-line, Bartosh. You know, when's the last time? I didn't see saw, that. I didn't notice that, Steve. Yeah. So, so you know, when's the last time you saw Munkin put a plebe offensive lineman in? You know, he's got that, that standard progression. Let him watch. Slow maturation on the offensive line. And, and for him to put a plebe in, um, that, that speaks volumes about where they are uh, health-wise on the offensive line. Yeah, yeah. remember, Booby Law is still out, right? Yeah. And, uh, Shane Buckingham is still out. And I asked Brent Davis this week, you know, are those guys getting close? And he said he hopes so. And I, I'm pretty sure they're on the trip, but they're just not ready to play extensive snaps, you know. And, man, maybe you can – possibly get those guys back for a Louisiana Monroe or maybe the Air Force game and maybe that changes stuff because then you get you can get Connor Finucane to play right guard his you know he's doing what he can at tackle and I like when they get Connor Finucane out on the edge to lead the lead the quarterback out there but maybe that's more of a pulling guard instead of a pulling tackle this time I don't know and remember the um, game is almost four weeks away it's almost four weeks from now and uh yeah. Well, I've uh, been waiting. Uh, I'm hope I've been waiting for Booby Law to, to. He hasn't started yet this year. He played ten snaps at Coastal Carolina because um, uh, Simon Dillinger got hurt, went down, and he hasn't. That's all he's played this year. Ten snaps. So I don't think Steve he didn't get into the game against Wake Forest, right? I don't think he played against Wake no. Forest late right now. So I mean, that's a guy where man, they could really use him. That's a returning starter. You know that shuffles the line back to where it's supposed to be, so to speak. And the Buckingham guy is. 
I thought when he was playing Shane, when he was playing earlier this year, he was doing pre- pretty decent for a first year starter. So they're missing guys on the line, and um, we'll see. I mean, like we said, this Colgate game has to be a game where you get healthy. And here's my statement. Here's my here, guys. Here's my statement. Um, you know, with the quarterback situation, Jamel Jones comes in right in the and and you could say it's garbage time, right? It's the game's out of hand, but he seemed to like have the offense under control. He he got a good connection with. Isaiah Alston are going on, and you know I'm I'm thinking let Jamel Jones start against Colgate. Give him a chance to start. He's a senior. He started games before. Let him start. Tyre's a little bit banged up from what what the uh, Tony Marino said on the radio. He was a little banged up toward the end of the game. Um, you know, give Jamel a chance to start. I mean, get him some reps. Get Bryson Daly some reps in this game. Um, and yeah, I don't happens. care who starts. I don't care who starts. What's to stay with one quarterback? Let's go. Let's let's go with one quarterback. But bringing one guy in and, and then taking them not out. Happening, Seth. Not happening, man. I not well, happening. I think that that. I think they got to do that. Go with your best quarterback, and you know, a runner and a thrower, whoever that might be, and maybe it is Jones. I don't know, but let's just go with him. Let's he can do both. Jamel can do both. I mean, I don't know. I know you guys. I I know you guys love beating up the offense, but we got to stop people. Okay. <laughs> we got to stop people. We got to get, we got to grind, we got to grind the ball on offense, limit possessions um, for the other team. All right. We got to limit possessions. That's one of our keys, right? Clock oh, management, limit possessions, and we got to stop people. And we gotta, I think, we gotta, look, this week, this week, look, I guarantee it, the seniors are going to go in or the captains or whoever, and they're going to sit down, you know, they're going to rededicate themselves to the contract they all signed at the beginning of the year. You know, whether that's a physical contract or just a, a an intuitive contract where it's like, look, season hasn't started the way we wanted it to. All right. But with that mentality, Seth just brought up, every game is winnable from here on out. So let's go one and zero against Colgate. All right. Get that momentum back. All right. Hold them under 20 points. All right. And, you know, just get, get that momentum. All right. I'm, uh, you know, the, you know. Jamel Jones, quarterback, you know, offense. You know, I'm I'm all about it. Just uh, you know, I'm 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 partial to Seth, right? I I prefer just having one guy in the game. I think it's just it gets the ups and flows. You get the feel for the game better. Uh, but like you know, I've never coached an offense before, so I don't know shit. You but know the, what I mean? The defense knows you're going <laughs> to throw the ball when you when you're putting it when you're putting in a passing quarterback and taking out a running quarterback. The defense knows that you're most likely going to throw the ball, and vice versa. You can't yeah, do that. Him. You got to keep it. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. And, and to go after, and, and to go after the Army defense. One more thing. I was talking to somebody who who watched the game, uh, not with me, but afterwards, and his comment was, "Why are we always playing so far off in the defensive backs that the only way we stop a completed pass if the quarterback." throws a bad pass whatever reason maybe we're rushing them whatever it is we gotta we we army's notorious i've been watching this team for 50 years older than you guys um and and we're notorious for playing off the the receivers and you gotta play tougher you gotta play you know they got to train these guys a little maybe they don't have the talent maybe that's it i don't give up and and i think you're spot on seth because i think you know especially on a run pass option kind of thing there's a timing, there's a there's a rhythm to that kind of thing. And if you jam those guys at the line, throw off the, that that rhythm, I think you've got a better uh likelihood. But but to Steve's point, yeah, we've been pointing, you know, picking on on the offense, but yeah, defense needs to step up. I mean, you look you look at the the national statistics where we're in the bottom 25% of FBS schools, total defense, rushing defense. Team passing efficiency defense, uh, third down conversion rate uh, oh, defense. All of those were in the, the bottom twenty five percent of FBS schools. Got to get off the field because that's not it, it, the offense getting first downs on third down, especially third and medium, third and long. It doesn't just keep you on the field. It it hurts a little bit. You know, it's like a it's kind of like a jab or 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 a cross because you're just like man, we could have got off the field there and, uh, you know, change the field, you know, switch the field, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that, you know, that's, you know, I, I just, 
I just feel like we got to stop people in order to win games. You know, I don't, I don't think I don't think we're going to be putting up a lot of points um, in a lot of games. No. And uh, just based off of what we've seen, and you know, I always go back to what I was told is, you know, eventually, you know, our offense is going to save our defense, and vice, and our defense is going to save our offense. And um, it's just funny how that 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 kind of works. But yeah, I'm all about it. We got to get we got to get some accountability. We got to get the seniors to re. You know, rejuice the team up and uh, just beat Colgate next week. Hey, on the lighter side of things, Steve, um, just got followed by your former teammate, center of the 2010 Armed Forces Bowl champion, Zach Peterson. Yeah. Major Zach Peterson just followed me on Twitter and followed our Black Knight Nation Twitter account also. Um, Zach's now working with the team, right? Uh, He's – Yeah, he's he's living up in West – I mean, me and Zach go back to 2006. We played prep school. He's been my center since 2006 at prep school. Um, but, yeah, he works with the team. He works um, – I think he's in the admissions. He'll be there for three to four years, um, hopefully. Um, and, you know, again, it's always good to have, you know, guys that have experienced winning back there to help with the program. Um, I know we had that, you know, we had that, uh, you know, when I was there. So, we, we just got to – and Zach knows. Zach, Zach will probably tell you the – we had a little, we had a little heart to heart when we had to, when we were going through some rough spots. So, um, it's good. It's accountability. It's leadership. It's one game at a time. Colgate beat them, and then just kind of go from there. Well, I'd like to final. If, uh, sound knows me well enough now. I'm kind of a a doomsayer sometimes. I see that. There we go. Dark cloud. Here we go. Dark cloud. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a, 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 a bright sunlight here. I think this Army team can still finish, can still be bowl eligible. I think looking at the schedule, I think Connecticut, they won three games, but they beat Fresno State, which is one and four. They beat Florida Atlantic or Florida International, which is oh terrible. They're terrible. Okay. We can beat UMass. I, Navy, you never know. It comes down to a couple of games here. And the couple of games, of course, Colgate, will, we should beat. It's Louisiana Monroe, which I think we're going to two and four. I think we can beat them at home. Air Force is, you know, good but beatable. And then, of course, Troy. So I still think we could be a six and six team. I really do. I think this team is, is, is I saw it in Villanova. Yeah. I've, I've seen six. some other positive things. And they might be seven and five. You know, they have to win out. Basically, it was one game. But um, I think. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 let me throw a wrench in, in the works there. Uh, so only one, only one of the two FCS games can count toward. Now I've heard rumors that because of the circumstances that we had to book the Villanova last minute cancellation, there were no FBS teams available. That they may be in discussions with the NCA where we could count both those. But then they make bold selections the week prior to Navy. So right. Navy's off the board. We effectively have to have six wins prior to that. And and that would be tough. I mean, it's almost going to take a situation uh, that has happened, you know, matter, matter of fact, definitely happened in COVID where uh, teams, you know, they were taking teams with fewer than six wins because there were not enough uh, eligible. So, yeah. Uh, last year, five and seven, they finished five and eight. They went to a bowl game. Okay, Army has a lot more appeal than Rutgers, trust me. And uh, I, I believe that we enter the Navy game, um, you know, six and five uh, with the Colgate win. I think somebody's going to take us. I, I do. I think because Army. That means, ru- that means run the table, Seth. That means run the table. Well, no, we, we have an automatic tie-in with well, the uh, Radiance well, Independent Bowl. And uh, Radiance is a corporation, a lot of West Point leadership there. You look in Shreveport and um, – and as well as the uh, the governor of Louisiana, West Point ties, yeah, they, they, they want us there. And if there's you know any way to get it done, they're they're going to grab us. But I think we've got to make it easy for them. Guys, this is all this is all the- great assumptions. Okay, we are we're all having fun here talking about the what ifs. Okay, we got our asses kicked by Wake Forest. We got to yeah. get back to the drawing board. All right, and we got to beat Colgate. All right, before we can talk about six wins, CIC Absolutely. or anything. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, um, you know, we got we got to fix our third down defense. We got to fix our first, you know, our, our first down and getting short, getting thir- triple option uh, down in distances. All right. We got to stop people and we got to get some accountability and some leadership out there and, and just make sure the team knows 
Like everything you're saying is good. And I think that can be in the back of our mind. But what we need to do is just beat Colgate. All right. That's it. We're going to do it. I, I, I buy each one of you guys a drink if Army doesn't finish six and six this year. At least six and six. I'm always okay. da- I'm always down for that, Seth. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm yeah, going to use some of your mugs back there. All right. That's my sports. Steve, Steve, what, what, what final thoughts you got? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm with you. You know, if, if I'm in the locker room with the guys, I'm we're not having this discussion right now about you know finishing six and six and going to bowl games and stuff like that. So yeah, we you know we've got a you know next next game got got to keep the focus. But I think these these next two games uh, I think are high probability wins, and we you know but we need they need to be statement wins. You know, beat the spread. Go out there. Um, to to me, the big two biggest metrics, um, you know, turnovers and penalties. Uh, those have got to be zeroed out. And I think if they can do that, these next two games really find their rhythm, both offensively and defensively. Then I like our chances down the home stretch. Yeah, absolutely. The penalties and the turnovers. You know that cut those down. Be more successful, right, guys? A great. Um, some great uh, talk about, you know, the program, where, where the team is right now. Uh, unfortunately, we did have to, have to review a little bit that Wake Forest game. But if you're, um, if you're watching this now, check out our YouTube channel. And there's, we recap every game the Black Knights play. We have uh, former Army players and former Army athletes on the podcast, too. Um, I'll post press conferences there also. And uh, we're getting some feedback on comments, too, during our YouTube interviews uh, after, after they post uh, live. Check out Black Knight Nation. Uh, I wrote a quick game story um, on the Wake Forest game. Uh, we had photographer Margaret Kite at the game live. I posted the photo gallery there of the photos. And, um, you know, this week, uh, Colgate, Seth, are you, are you are you available for the Colgate game? This I week? am not. I'm, for, I am up at, uh, my, high, my college reunion up at Syracuse. So I'm, I'm going to watch the Orange play North Carolina State. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have some form of coverage. Back in two weeks. He'll be back for Louisiana yes. Monroe. That big, that big game against Louisiana Monroe. Seth will be back in, in the press box for that one. So, uh, guys, thanks again for uh, checking us out, and uh, we'll be back here. Try to get a guest this week, Steve, for the podcast. See what we can do on that front. And um, thanks again, uh, Army forty-five ten goes down to Wake Forest. Uh, Colgate up next. Let's see if the Black Knights can get their second win of the season at Mikey Stadium on Saturday. Beat them. Beat them. Army. Be cool, Gabe.